Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Modern Day NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hoppy. We'll talk to many people on this show from all corners of the league. The goal is pretty simple, to learn more about where the NBA is right now and where it's heading in the future. There's no better guest to kick off this show than Celtics forward Grant Williams. Grant is a longtime friend of mine and honestly one of the best guys I know. Back in high school, I announced his games for an online streaming service. Our school, Providence Day, was stacked. We won states and made it all the way to Dick's Nationals in New York City. Grant has worked hard to be where he is today. People doubted him in high school. They said he was making a mistake by going to an SEC school like Tennessee. Boy, did he prove them wrong. That's all he's done his entire basketball life. Now he's making a name for himself in the NBA. We talk about the bubble, the Celtics title dreams, and his rookie season as a whole. Thanks for checking out my podcast. Here we go with episode one. All right, our first guest of the podcast is with us. It's Grant Williams, two-time SEC Player of the Year, first-round draft pick to the Boston Celtics. Grant, how you doing, man? Doing well. How about yourself? Good friend of mine. I guess that's more important, too, right? That's how we should, should introduce you? That's the biggest thing. I feel like all the other stuff doesn't really matter. but That's know, true. High school, and we've been, been close ever since. That's, that's the best. You're right about that. Thanks for coming on. Just kicking off this podcast who should I get to start? It's got to be Grant. Down in the Orlando bubble, what have you been doing down there? Honestly, a lot of golfing. I've been golfing a lot. I've spent a lot of time with my teammates and a lot of Catan. I've been playing Catan Universe on my phone, so uh, just trying to stay occupied, trying to stay busy. But on top of that, we've been practicing and working out. So we have optional student times late at night, and we've practiced three hours slots for practices. So just taking advantage of the opportunity to not only get ourselves better for the court, but also mentally stay engaged. One of my friends said that we should play Catan on this podcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it. I've never played the game. I'm not much of a board game person. I know you'll probably probably give me some grief for that, but uh, who you been playing Catan with? I've been playing with randoms. That's actually a pretty funny thing. Oh, really? An app on the phone called Catan Universe. You have to pay. You have to pay for the well, like expansion packs and stuff like that, which I did. And next thing you know, I've just been playing that ramp auto match, and um, I've been hooked up with random people and they talking trash and also losing a lot for some reason because the game is rigged. I don't know why, but sixes are twos. Like, six is like one of the most probable, probable rolls on a dice, like two dice. And next thing you know, it has, doesn't ever get rolled. So it's the most frustrating thing ever. But we'll, we'll get past that. But, yes, I'm giving you grief for board games. Uh, we definitely have to do it when you actually learn how to play because I don't take things easily. Hey, all that Catan stuff, that is right over my head. I'm playing golf later today. You said you've been doing that in the bubble. So help explain to the people out there who think, hey, golf in the bubble, how is that possible? So the way they do it is a slot time similar to wherever we want to go. So fishing, golfing, so with team-oriented events where we can spend time with each other. And it's like we drive to a course that's near here, and it's basically blocked off for the entire time that the, the whatever team or, or set of people are going. So basically, we have the entire golf course to ourselves, and we, we basically have, we have to drive our own cart. We can't share carts. It's kind of it's a unique thing, but it's actually pretty, pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. I've been with Kimba, Jason, Coach Stevens, uh, Coach Larinaga, Coach Morrison, and I hope to go with others. So I feel like that's not really something that people talk about in terms of what you guys are able to do inside the bubble. Because on the outside, it's like, hey, how are you going to stick all these million-dollar guys into a bubble and have them interact for two or three months at a time? But what you're saying, there's actually some stuff to do. 
Yes, there's actually a lot to do, and um, there's a lot of times where we can just hang out with each other. Um, you have a, basically 24 hours where you don't have family, you don't have anything but your video game consoles or, or the events that you go to. So uh, you really get to bond with your teammates and also interact with other teams. So I got to see my old teammate Kyle Alexander for a while, and we, we have to negotiate our practice schedules. But since he's in the same hotel, I'm allowed to see him. On July 22nd, though, I believe we're allowed to see team, other teams, the people that have been quarantining at different hotels. So maybe I'll see Admiral or I'll see um, Chris Paul, who I'm good friends with, and hopefully we'll play around the golf with, even though he'll be way better than me. That makes sense, sort of a slow rollout. So I'm imagining, are you just getting started with golf? I've seen some of your videos online. Is this a new endeavor for you? For sure. I played when I was, like, young, young, first tee of golf. Like, remember that in Charlotte? But I don't remember much of it. So next thing you know, like I'm going back out there. My swing's not jacked up, but it's not great. I can't keep the ball from slicing all the time. So I'm doing my best to not only improve, but also have some fun while I'm doing it. It's a tough sport, man. I can't say that enough. You talk about hitting a golf ball right on that sweet spot every time. I don't know how people do it. I mean, it's really – Skill sport, like it's professionals, the ones who get paid a lot of money to do it are, are that good because I go out there, I'm thinking I'm going to be good and you know, making contact with the ball, it's going to go where I want it to. No, there's touch, there's everything to it. Like they say swing lighter when you're like 100 yards away versus 115. Like I just can't, I can't do it. Who's the best on the Celtics? Um, so far, the, I've only played with Jason and Kimba on players and Gordon, but players wise, and Jason's the best of us four players. And then um, coaches-wise, I, I would give it to Coach um, Scott Morrison over Brad right now because Brad is a up guy. Like, he's very, very good. And next thing you know, if he just hits two or three bad strokes, he's, he's just up and down. So, like, um, I give it to Scott, but Brad's a close second. That's interesting. You never know who's going to be good at golf, who's going to be bad. So you're spending some time in your room, I guess a lot of time in your room when you're not out doing these things inside this Disney campus. When this all started, the food was a big topic. I think it was probably overhyped. I'm curious to see what you have to say about it. Honestly, the food was tasted really well. Um, you can't really expect a lot of millionaires to be excited about the presentation of the food. <laughs> because we're having biodegradable containers, but I didn't have any issue with it. The, the, the taste was actually really, really good. The chefs were pretty good, um, amazing here. So um, I don't have any complaints about it. I don't know why other guys were. I think they were more concerned with the presentation and the look of the food rather than the actual taste of it. So I feel like when they started eating, you haven't heard much about it since, since the first two or three days when we were here. So um, food, I think, has, has slipped people's minds, and now guys are kind of being more adaptive. That's what social media does, too. Hey, if I tweeted this out, people would freak out. Sure enough, that's exactly what happens. Picks up some traction, then it becomes a thing. Sort of like the hotline where you can file these anonymous complaints. We've heard a couple of reports. I'm curious, what are the players saying about this hotline? Because at the end of the day, it's important that you guys follow these guidelines so we can keep this bubble and get the season started. So the hotline is not only just for players, but it's personnel around campus as well. So um, that's where I feel like a lot of guys may have been reported by necessarily security officers or people that have seen them without their masks with a group of people. So um, it's a, it's a general, general like idea. Like I wouldn't call the hotline just because I understand that yes, the safety is important, but also guys can live their lives, but I'm going to make, make sure to live my life the right way by wearing a mask and making sure that um, I'm doing everything following all the safety precautions so that we can not only 
um, have this season, but also have some success in this season. So um, honestly, it's a good idea. And it also allows a lot of guys opportunity to, to voice their concerns and also speak and, and open up their frustrations on a couple of things on campus. Would you say in general, everybody feels safe inside this bubble? And if so, how does that compare to what you thought it would be before you arrived? Well, I know for myself, um, I feel safe. I feel comfortable with the people that I have around me. Um, necessarily everybody else, I've heard many different things about knowledge is different things that could be improved on. And I think the league will do, do their best job to do so. Um, but I think everybody has a general understanding that everybody here has quarantined, have, has done everything, is following those, those safety precautions. But um, nothing's, nothing's perfect. So we're just going to have to do our best to, to make it easier on the people around us. So let's get off this bubble in a second and start talking about the Celtics, how the season is going to resume, and ultimately the playoffs. But before that, what have you done today? What has today looked like for you? I assume you start with a delivered meal in the morning, and then what? Honestly, since since um, those first 48 hours of quarantining, we've actually been moved to a meal room. So everything's picked. You go pick up your stuff in the meal room or you go eat there. And um, so this morning, I actually didn't go because I didn't feel the need to have breakfast and I've just been really relaxing in my room, playing a couple of video games. We have a late, late practice tonight around 7 o'clock, so we should get done from 7 to 10. It's our block. So, um, honestly, right now it's just a pretty chill day. I get to, I'm going to lift in that roughly an hour or so. I'm going to go to lunch after we have this um, Zoom call. So, um, that's, that's all that I've really done today. There's not much else I can do, but I plan on at least ordering a couple books on Amazon to hopefully stop me from playing so much Catan and, and video games and watching Netflix. I've seen some of the videos of the makeshift gym set up inside these rooms. Is that where you'll be going or is there an actual gym that's open? So we'll be, I'll be going to our Celtics team, like team room gym, basically. Like uh, we have two rooms side to side, side by side that have different um, lifting items. And um, at the, at the facilities though, typically when you go for your practice slot, they have a full set gym that you can use and, um, they clean it down and everything like that. So um, we're not doing that tonight because it's such a late practice and we think we're planning on scrimmaging a little bit more than, than anything else. So um, typically we would go lift at the gym during our practice slots, split into like skill work guys. And then the other guys would go in the weight room, then practice and then vice versa, split, split the groups. Does that rotate in terms of what time you're practicing either early or late? That's yeah, that's, that's the thing that a lot of guys kind of have been, not not upset about, but more so just um, hoping to find a little bit more consistency. Um, I know myself included because I feel like um, we one day we're practicing at 9 a.m. The next day we practice at 7. But I guess that's how the season might end up being. So we might be prepared to do that. And that's, that's really what we, we all have to do. So how's this restart looking for the Celtics? You're a hot team right now. A lot of people talking about you guys just because how together you seem to be, chemistry seems to be good. You've got some young players like yourself. There's a lot of versatility. What's the vibe like during these practices? Um, it's competitive. We're a group of guys that don't like to lose, so it's definitely been exciting to be able to get back with each other and, and compete and get better every single day because um, it's going to be a grueling um, eight games and then postseason, so we have to – prepare ourselves and also get back to the same mojo that we had at the end of the season before, before it all got cut off. Um, we were hitting a, a stride. So we just have to continue to improve on that and improve on the things that you necessarily can't do over the fly because 
during the season you're so focused on the next game. This is the first time where you have three or four weeks to prepare for not necessarily a couple games in the season, but also the postseason. So um, just sharpening up on things, seeing what we can do better, maybe switching a couple schemes that we did before. So um, we're just trying to find whatever works and whatever fits. What are you guys expecting this season to look like? Because a lot of people are wondering how in shape guys are going to be. Do you talk about that at all? Or does it just seem like business as usual, like it would during a normal season? Well, I know I can speak for my team and saying that we're prepared, we're ready to play. But um, I know I can, you, can, you can definitely guess a couple of teams that would be as well. Like Miami Heat are definitely going to be prepared to play no matter what. No matter – you could give them eight months off. Next, you know, they'll come play a full game and be able to play. So, um you got to just have to go with the, what, what you can control. You can't really control how the other guys look, but if you look at your best, then, then hopefully we get this ring. So <laughs> that's, that's all that matters for us. Do you hear the outside noise that during this restart, a lot of people say the Celtics have a decent chance to make some noise? Is that something you guys pay attention to at all, or is that outside noise just stay exactly that? I don't know really for myself. I don't really watch much commentary or, or – um, or listen to much because I was just trying to focus and stay dive, dived in. And um, I feel like other guys do the same. They're not really concerned about what other people say. They're more so concerned about how we feel. Um, some may give us the percentage of like 5% or 20% of whatever to win a championship. We, we, we approach it like we have a hundred percent chance to win. We, we approach it like we're one of the, one, if one of the, if not the best team in the league, and we're going to um, come out and perform that way. So you're saying the Catan message boards don't talk about favorites to win the championship? Well, right now, no one knows who I am. So I don't ever, <laughs> uh, say my name on there. What's your username? Spill it. It's kind of self-explanatory. It's Grant2Will. I might get a lot of friend requests from now of, of this video, but it's kind of, kind of simple. And, and hopefully, you know, I've said, said a couple like uh, FU bombs and stuff like that on there because of how it's might block me or, or just something crazy. But uh, it's definitely been a competitive, competitive game. Well, you don't want to ruin your perfect reputation, so we'll, we'll edit that out. I don't think you ever said the F word. People can't, people can't know that. Never, never have. Never, not even the ones where you hear it on, on uh, when we play the Celtics and you, you know, hear it on the mic. It's okay. Well, that's going to be interesting because there's not going to be any crowd noise. I'm sure there'll be a lot of noise off the bench. Have players talked about that? Have you been told what to expect? in terms of sound during these games? Not at all. Um, there was a lot of creative content ideas, but who knows how it ended up looking. We're kind of excited as for the guys who necessarily may spend some time on the bench or kind of go be in, in and out. You kind of are just excited to see what you can get in guys' heads or if you can mess with somebody on the free throw line because uh, in the games you do it, but there's fans around, so you not may not necessarily hear it. I remember Ennis and I, when we played the Raptors, our second game of the season, we're like, Chef Mafuzi, Chef Mafuzi. And uh, our Mufusi chef, and it was Serge Ibaka at the free throw line. He missed the free throw. So um, hopefully we, we kind of keep this goofy, um, quirky thing going and we can make guys miss free throws and make, miss open shots. But who knows how it will look, look in, the, in the end of the day. When you're a rook like you are, getting big minutes and some big situations, do you get a lot of trash talk? What do you hear from the guys out there that know you're in your first season? I feel like a lot of guys trash talk from the bench. Uh, like you don't really hear it much more. Well, Demarcus Cousins certainly did. Yeah, I don't. I don't hear it from <laughs> uh, 
I, I typically, um, like, one-on-one, when you're on the court, they typically don't talk. But, like, typically when you shoot a spot on three in the corner or, like, you're guarding somebody and they score, you can run down the court to, and you're on their side of the court, their bench is screaming at you, like, he can't guard you, he's a baby, or something like that. So, like, uh, there's been a little bit, but it's definitely going to be more, I feel like, because there's not, nothing else. Like, everybody's just going to want to be talking about something. So, myself, I probably won't be talking, but I'll definitely be laughing. That was one of the best moments of the regular season when Boogie Cousins on the bench was giving you a hard time in the corner. I'm sure most people listening are familiar with it. And then you turned around and gave a little bit back to him, didn't seem to be too aggressive, and then you picked up a technical foul. So It was a thumbs up, and I hope that technical gets rescinded. I'm still waiting on that. Process. Me too. That hurts for a rookie. Yeah, that's $2,500. I'm not, I'm not willing to lose that. <laughs> right. Cousins – He's had his fair share of uh, big money contracts, so he's not too concerned with what goes on. But you're right. You didn't do anything. So NBA office, rescind the technical. All right, versatility on your team. You count toward that because you would be switchable, as they say. That is a really hot term since I really got back into the NBA in the last several months. If you can switch off your man onto another position, is that what makes you guys dangerous defensively? Our team is so um, versatile and so aggressive on a defensive end. We're kind of not like any other team in the league. Um, we can switch almost every position, if not every position, when everybody's on the court. And then um, we feel confident enough to put our five on a point guard and our point guard on a – or maybe not a point guard on a five because Kimba might get yeah. it. But um, most of the times we can switch and market smart the same way or the other. But um, we're, we're definitely one of the top defensive teams in the league, and we have to continue to be that as well as one of the better offensive teams. That's what makes us so great and what makes us so um, difficult to guard because our defense will make teams tired and make them uh, necessarily uncomfortable. And then we come down to the offensive end of the court, you have four elite scores and, and or sort of five elite scores and multiple role guys who know what they're doing. It's really fun to watch. And Brad Stevens is the guy who makes it all happen. And you've confirmed to me what a great – X's and O's basketball mind he is, one of the best in the game. What makes him so good? Because it's documented that even when you're not in, you're looking over his shoulder when he's crafting up those ATOs. Because A, you know that you could be thrown in in that situation. But B, you just want to learn because this guy's a basketball genius. Yeah, he's. I don't know what what came of him because he is one of the best basketball minds I've ever seen. Uh, he will draw something up, and next thing you know, you're like, "Oh, it might work." And next thing you know, it works, and it's like, "Oh, wow! I don't, I wouldn't have been able to draw that up." He noticed that before me, so um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool to be able to say that I'm one of the best coaches in the league, and it's it's great to be learning from him as a rookie, especially. Let's talk about that rookie season because I think a lot of people are curious what it's like to be a rookie in the NBA. Even when you're playing high level SEC basketball, you're the player of the year. You get thrown in the fire in the NBA. What are some of the biggest differences from college? Uh, it's just more so the pace of the game. It's less so about anything else. Um, you get comfortable. When you become comfortable with the pace, you kind of see things slower and you're able to perform a little bit better. Uh, in the beginning, you're playing at a faster shot clock. You're playing against better elite athletes. And you're not prepared, typically. But when you come in and next you know you spend a, maybe one or two, maybe 10, 15 for some, uh, you become comfortable and you get used to not only the performance, but also the endurance of the game. What's been some of the biggest challenges that you faced throughout your first season on a day-to-day -day basis that maybe you weren't expecting? Uh, 
I don't really – I feel like I've had a pretty calm and less bumpy rookie season. I've definitely had some inconsistencies, which has been frustrating. But outside of that, um, I feel like I've, I've been pretty comfortable and pretty um, aggressive when everything I've, I've done. Uh, I feel like the first stretch when I went 0 for 26 was definitely a bump in the road. But after that, I feel like I, I um, improved on that as, as the season went on. And um, hopefully I continue to do that as this postseason comes up. What was that like for you? Because I know in high school you weren't really a three-point shooter, and then you added it to your game as you went on. In college, you got to be very efficient shooting the three. You come into the NBA with a lot of confidence. They just weren't going down. So how did you approach that on a day-to-day basis? Um, I just tried to stay lighthearted, try to be a guy that um, didn't, didn't get, become overly concerned and worried with it because it wasn't like I knew I, I thought I was a bad shooter. It was just I was missing, missing one shot a game or missing two shots a game. And next thing you know, you're on a streak of 0 for whatever. And you're like, wow, you look up, you're like, dang. And next thing you know, when you make the first one, everything just calms down and you're back to normal. The crowd was loving it. Why are you such a crowd favorite? What have you done to those people? I have no idea. I must just be a goofy guy that they enjoy something <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm always smiling. Hopefully I give the fans and also some great um, conversations when I, when I have them and also um, show them a little bit of my personality and hopefully bring, um, bring them into my life as much as possible. You and Taco have your own podcast. It's become this big thing. When we took a photo when I came to see you play in Philly, if you look back, it's on Instagram – his hand and arm are way up in the air. I don't know if he was trying to photobomb our photo, but upon review, I think he was. This is constant between you guys. Yeah, he's, he's just as much of a goofball as I am. So, And we have that relationship where he's literally across, across the hall right now, uh, my, um, across my room. So we're probably going to get lunch in the next couple minutes and then um, been have that bond ever since the beginning when we first got to the Celtics. And hopefully – um, he's able to be around for a long, long time as well as myself, and we can uh, continue to be um, be that. What kind of rookie duties have you had this season with the team, or is that not really a thing the Celtics do? Yeah, they, they don't really do much of that. Um, they they banned that from the NBA, quote, hazing. But the most that right. we do is um, get guys towels or necessarily bring soap to a game or – uh, that's 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 about it. They don't. They're not. They're pretty uh, generous about everything they have us do, and they're pretty lighthearted even if we aren't able to do it. So um, it's not like back in the day where you'd have to like go warm somebody's car up in 15 degree weather. Like we don't do that. Right. I said rookie duties. That's basically the PC term for hazing. Yes. So like you said, they've gotten rid of that a little bit. It's a lot different than how it used to be. At least I imagine. I'm only 22. Right. I think so too. I've heard stories, and I'm like, wow, that's in. That's insane. I don't know if I could ever do that, but uh, I'm glad I'm in the second part. So all in all, things are going well. When's the first game for you guys? The first game is technically July 24th. It's our first scrimmage. I think we play OKC or one of those. But our first real game that comes to our schedule is, is Milwaukee Bucks on July 31st. should be an exciting game. So will you walk to this facility? Uh, no, so they have buses. We have multiple gyms that we're able to, to use. There's gyms actually in our hotel on the court. So, like, um, the hotel gyms are going to be practice gyms, and then we play at the Worldwide of Sports for Real Games or HB Visa Center. So you make this sound pretty easy. It seems like Adam Silver, the rest of the NBA, the Players Association, you guys came together with the league, and this seems like a pretty well-oiled machine. Yes, hopefully we can just keep it running and there's no bumps around the way. Last thing I want to ask you, how much do you keep in touch with uh, your Tennessee guys? I know you were talking about 
getting with them later inside this bubble and seeing what they've been up to. But how much did you watch the team this year? We know John Fulkerson had a monster season, got cut short with the SEC tournament getting canceled. How much have you stayed in touch with all those guys? Um, I've tried my – we have a group chat, so we stay in touch more so that way than anything else. But um, that's probably the biggest things that we do. We check in on each other. We watch games. I watch a lot of games. I watch the Florida game where Folky hit that tough three, the Kentucky game when Folky uh, – had to fuck NATO and, and they ended up beating them at Rupp. And there's a lot of great stories from this past season. And hopefully this next year with Jaden and Keon and those guys and Corey, uh, they can continue to improve on, on, on it and move on further because this year wasn't necessarily the most um, winful season, but hopefully this coming year will be. Grant, thanks for your time, man. We'll be watching, cheering for the Celtics. Best of luck this summer. Thanks, Hop. Thanks for making it all the way to the end of episode one. This has been the Modern Day NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hoppy. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. In the meantime, stay safe, be well, and have a great rest of the day.